Pigeon. Make Maddie proud, make Daddy proud. Don't dye your hair. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Hello, welcome back everybody. First up we got wellness check and we're feeling I don't want to say cautiously optimistic, but <laughs> like something adjacent to that. I am never optimistic about the Leafs. <laughs> I am most definitely cautious about the Leafs, though. <laughs> yeah, can't can't come like outright and say, yeah, feeling feeling good. Not that confident, but um, all right. Can't can't drink it, you know. Can't drink the feelings. Yeah, just hmm, maybe, <laughs> but mostly, eh, <laughs> I have no real words. They're just sounds. That's all you get. <laughs> all right, let's start with game one, Leafs Lightning, the series we've been anticipating since December 1st. <laughs> um, start off, the Leafs start off real strong with a goal scored against them a minute and 18 seconds in mm. and then another one six minutes later and then another one before the period ended that is when we turned off the tv <laughs> <laughs> and just i we we're just like oh this is bad Samsonov looks bad <laughs> the leafs look bad <laughs> um uh the leafs did score two goals Two power play goals. Why was the third? Why was the second period all power play goals? There were five goals scored. They were all power play goals. What's with that? Would love to know. Um. <laughs> oh, I guess we should also say, you know who the refs were, Wes McCauley, and some other guy who's also very biased against the Leafs. Like, you couldn't have picked better referees. I don't understand. Um, things were called that shouldn't have been called. Things were called that should have. Things weren't called that should have been called. It was just like bad. And like from both teams' perspectives, neither team was happy with the refereeing, which is saying something. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. When the when both coaches can find things to complain about, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was a very solid seven. Three loss. The seven was not an empty net goal. I thought it was. I'd convince myself it was. Um, that's fine. a little better. Um, Michael Bunting was stupid. Yes, that's all it is. He was stupid. Um, and he, I don't remember who it was. Chernak was it Chernak? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he kind of blindsided Eric Chernak, came up, hit him in the head. Very obviously a penalty. Gets kicked out for it. Um, he gets a subsequently gets a three-game suspension. I don't know if he's gonna come back in. Frankly. He might, but he's not gonna get his spot back. No. 
Zach Aston Reese has been like pissing me off. Just him. He was the one. Okay. That's the other thing. That minute 18 goal, you know who gave away the puck? Zach Aston Reese. Why is Zach Aston Reese on the ice in the first minute and 18 seconds of a, a playoff game? I'd love to know. The choice. choice what to were be you made. thinking, sir? Why? Just why? Horrid. <laughs> yeah. Um, Justin Hall also looked bad, but not like give away the puck bad, bad like I don't want to go check my man bad. Like, mm. my dude, why are you playing scared like my nine and ten year olds when they first played in the tournament game? Their first game, they first tournament game they'd ever played before, and they're playing scared because the girls are like a couple inches taller than them. Anyway. Do you know how hard it is to convince nine and ten year olds that they're not that scary and that bigger players tend to be slower? Very hard. Like <laughs> the bigger they are, the harder they fall. I'm like trying to get that through their heads, and then I'm like, wait, wait, but you can't take any penalties. <laughs> Different. <laughs> Don't go and try and trip them. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how Justin Hall was playing. Was like timid. Uh, he has been okay. Oh, Justin Hall's playing. I guess that's a thing. The yeah, that is. Stars. I didn't keep the lines. The deep, the lines to start were Bunting, Matthews, Marner, which didn't make sense to begin with either because they hadn't played together for like at least twenty games, mm-hmm. like a long time. Um, and Yarncroke had been really good with Matthews, like really good with Matthews. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second line was. Tavares, O'Reilly, Nylander. Yeah. The third line was Kerfoot, Camp, Yarncroke. And then the fourth line was Aston Reese, Lafferty, and who's the other guy? Uh, Someone else they got not that long ago, I think. This is bad. Mm -hmm. I'm pulling up. Why can we name all the defensemen that played, but none of the forwards? We're just like, who are they? We don't know forwards here. No, I think they there's too many of them, and they switch them up too much. They're just always it's like a puzzle that can go too much, too much for me to pay attention. Nolachari, Nolachari, mm. and you know what? I was picturing Achari when I said Lafferty, and that's what threw me off. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I just simply at this point still don't really know who knows no no yeah <laughs> don't know who that man so I he scored a goal I think in that game he did I think he also scored last night he might have maybe it was just last night yeah just last night he didn't score in that game um yeah so that, that was our forward parent forward lines and then our D pairs were Jake McCabe TJ Brody Mark Giordano Justin Hall and Morgan Riley and Luke Shen. um which not bad. Would I love to see Lilligren in there? Yes. Has yeah. Justin Hall been playing bad enough to take him out? No. So we'll leave it at that. And like, I like Luke Shen being in because obviously, like, veteran presence. I think he settles Riley down a little bit because Riley can be, you know, we've seen Morgan Riley play playoff hockey. He can be very scrambly. Um, and I think he settles him down a little bit, but yeah, also throws 8 million hits, which is good when you're playing a team like Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so yes, Michael Bunting's out, Eric Chernak injured, 
they he didn't play any of the other two games they've ruled him out for the next game they're not sure about the rest of the series and or if they continue on in the playoffs um not entirely sure what it is I assume concussion that's just a logical assumption there um and then the next game Victor Hedman also did not play seems to be unrelated to anything that happened with the Leafs um, I can't even remember all the shit that happened in that game because there was lots of things I was mad at the refs about, but I don't remember anymore. The Leafs played like shit. The refs were also bad. Somehow there were only three, no, four Tampa penalties. I don't understand how that happens. And also only five Leafs penalties, including Michael Bunting's penalty. But like, there definitely should have been more on both sides. <laughs> it was bad. Especially those, like, dangerous cross-checks and stuff that really pissed me off. Um, And then we have a game, too, where the Leafs basically said, Uno reverse card. <laughs> Just fully, that's what happened. They scored 47 seconds in. Mitch Marner on a power play. How they got a I don't even remember how they got a power play that quickly. I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I have no idea. The Leafs don't ever, like tweet anything either like I'm on their Twitter right now and they don't say oh like so and so's like we're going to the power play for xyz they just post yeah, people's score like, least power play sometimes and then yeah sometimes every once in a while every once in a while <laughs> very hard um, to go back yeah and then John Tavares scored and then William Nylander also scored in the first period Morgan Riley has three assists at this point then Tampa scores a goal. They look like they're, you know, rallying a little bit. And um, we just ignore that fact and score three more goals. Mm-hmm. Um, John Tavares, again, Zach Aston Reese, who, yes, I was talking shit on him, but also good fourth line goal. Yeah. Um, and then Mitch Marner. And at this point, Morgan Riley has four assists. Go off Morgan Riley. Um, third period, Corey Perry scores. The Leafs fans also forget that you can't boo Corey Perry because it makes him stronger. Um, that was the other thing. Corey Perry was just a fucking menace in the first game. Ultimate villain. Yes. Um, I hate him so much. <laughs> so much. Anyway, he scored. Forgot he was on the lightning. Yeah, until they he like showed up in game one. I was like, fuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and then John Tavares got a playoff hat trick. I love to see it. Love to see it. Um, Sans- Samsonov played pretty well. Vasilevsky did not play well. Played the whole game though because he doesn't like being pulled. Um, Pat Maroon got kicked out for something. So did Sergachev. They both got ten minute misconducts. I don't remember what happened. Why do I not remember anything? Luke Shen fought some- Oh, Justin Hall got in a fight. And so did Luke Shen. Hey. Now I wanna I wanna go see. <laughs> I wanna see what they were for. This is too much. I hate like the play-by-play thing on uh the NHL app. It's just too much information. Exactly. Give me the big things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
shot, takeaway, miss shot, shot. Like, hello? <laughs> uh, so Morgan Riley with his four assists in that game, four points, um, tied, um, tied a Leafs franchise record for defensemen with four points in a playoff game with Ian Turnbull in 1976, Alan Stanley in 1960, and Wally Sinowski in 1942. So, you know, that's fun. Um, My favorite thing about playoffs is all of the um, random statistics. Oh, yeah. The random... Okay, like... but Sportsnet Stats always pulls the most random shit, and I'm like, oh, yeah. thank you. The first, was... second line winger, too. <laughs> I was literally saying this to my friend today, because um, I forget... Somebody... Oh, my one friend was like, oh, like uh, something about how she saw, saw a video of the Islanders doing something. Don't really know. Um, and my other friend was like, oh, yeah, like they just like scored. They had like four goals in the first period. And it was like the fastest four goals have ever been scored in a playoff. And I was like, I literally there's nothing funnier to me than the NHL like where do you pull this shit out of your ass do you there's no way you know all of this like, especially like the the first player since 1980 to skate in a circle and score a goal like yeah where, where are you finding it they literally must have a database that is like okay forward right wing defenseman assist they're like searching keywords <laughs> to make sure horrible yeah it it truly is it's just this like most random things like again like it could literally be something like fastest person to skate in a circle and then score a goal yeah and like, what do you even search to find that I don't know I don't know exactly it makes no sense sometimes um what else oh yeah I forgot to mention the NHL changed their e-bug rules for the playoffs. I don't remember when, but they're allowed to have a professional as their backup or their e-bug. Um, so Eric Shalgren was the leaf, the e-bug while the Leafs were in Toronto. Well, they were in Toronto, so that was just a fun fact. You just get a professional goaltender. I don't see how that's not a conflict of interest, though. Like if I'm Eric Shalgren and I know I'm signed to the Leafs for three years and both Tampa goalies go down am I not playing like shit on purpose oh you're playing like shit on purpose like I want because I mean at that I actually I guess not I don't remember what like the rules are like what the level of separation for like getting a ring and your name on the cup is but like you will intentionally be getting your name on the cup. Yeah, I don't think it would be that. I think there's it has to do with like the number of games played and stuff. But like literally the um just the stock in the organization. If you know you're there for three years, why mm -hmm. would you not play like shit if you're playing the team that has your contract? Yeah. Cause they know what you are, um, like roughly, and like we've seen Shalgren play for the Leafs before so like 
why wouldn't you play like shit? I personally, if I was the goalie playing the Leafs in a playoff game, I'd play like shit on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, there's more in it for me. I'm sure that you'd get fined or whatever, but the Leafs would find a sneaky way to pay your fine. Like, here, have a sponsorship from whoever. <laughs> yeah. And then you could also argue, like, oh, like, because I play with them, like, I practice with them and stuff, like, they just know me so well that, like, they know how to get shots passed. Exactly. Exactly. Like, why not? Definitely a, um, it's definitely a conflict of interest. Um, the other thing about game one is the Leafs are playing, like, shit in front of God and Michael Nylander and Alex Nylander and also Rasmus Sandin, all the Nylanders. Mm -hmm. There's some other guy in there between them, between Rasmus and um, Alex in this photo, but like, I don't know who he is. I think he's just one of Willie's friends. I like his face looks vaguely familiar. I'll send it to you so you can see who I'm talking about. Um, But genuinely like, just it to me it was just like oh yeah Rasmus Sandin is still a Nylander <laughs> yeah I was... an honorary Nylander actually I was wondering who that person was I feel like he's like just one of their friends just a guy yeah um I do feel like zone. like Morgan Riley has been really really good and I do feel like Tessa is not there and I don't think she should come it's not that I think she's bad luck. I just think that if it's not broken, don't fix it. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Oh, we didn't even. I didn't even tell you the most exciting part about about Michael John. <laughs> my Michael Bunting. I was reading something about Mike Johnson. We'll get back to that in a second. Um, being suspended is that we get Matthew Nyes. Hmm. <laughs> So they shake up great. Exactly. They shake up the lines a little bit. So you have um, Callie Yarncroke, Austin Matthews, Mitch Barner. Makes sense. Um, Kerfoot, Tavares, Nylander. I still hate Kerfoot on that line. It's fine. I will deal with it. Um, And then Nyes, O'Reilly, and Achari. Like, okay. And then Aston Reese, Camp, and Lafferty. Um, Honestly, Matthew Nyes has looked very good. He's made a few mistakes, but he's recovered and, like, also immediately tried to fix the mistake and not, like, let it go or, like, sulked about it. And, you know, he's made his mistakes, but he's not getting benched for them either, probably because of his reaction. Um, But, yeah, he does not look out of place out there, other than the fact that he gets muscled off the puck a little bit. But that's just how it is when you're, you know not yet fully grown mm. yeah it's just a fact <laughs> um so yeah Matthew Nyes has looked very very good okay um now on to game three the Leafs played also like shit but slightly less like shit slightly less like shit and um eked out a win four three in overtime also, okay, I will have you know, I was watching the Jets and Golden Knights overtime, probably like one and a half of them because they played two that day. And I was like, 
kind of cheering for the Jets because they had most of the possession and stuff and like they were down in the series um and I like kept gasping and stuff and I was like stressed out from that overtime like and then the Leafs are like also overtime like hyperventilating at a minimum three teams that played yesterday went to overtime yeah it was three Seattle and um Colorado didn't get the memo yeah it was lame it was very lame exactly um so yeah we start off strong with an Olachari goal three minutes and 24 seconds in and then like a minute and a half later why wouldn't Anthony Sorelli score um Mm -hmm. was that the continuation goal yeah it was um so that was like Samsonov did not know where the puck was and the whistle blew, but like because the puck was still moving and it wasn't poked and he wasn't moved. Um and it went in the net, it's still a goal. That's the continuation rule. So basically, if the puck is already going in the net without any additional assistance after the whistle has blown, they will call it a goal, unless there's some other egregious thing going on. Um, so yeah, that's what happened with that goal, which like looked bad for Sam Samsonov. And then he just Actually, that's not true. Um, Austin Matthews scored, I don't know, like six minutes later, seven minutes later, which is fun. We love an Austin Matthews goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brandon Hagel scored like eight minutes after that. We ended the period, we end the first period 2-2. Um, Samsonov does not look great at this point. Um, and then the fucking Leafs let Darren Radish score in the second period. And I'm like, why are you letting an AHL defenseman score on you? Sure, he's offensive. Sure, he had a bunch of points in the AHL before he got called up. But, like, why? That's tough. Why are you doing that? Um, And then chaos kind of ensues in the third period. Um, Samsonov literally really gets his shit together. He's stopping what feels like everything um and then Morgan Riley and Braden Point get like tangled up so Point looks like he's going to play the puck with his foot and so he's down low and he's kind of on like a precarious edge and Morgan Riley gives him a bit of a push they're they're I would what I would call a safe distance from the boards to be making that push Because, like, I really hate boarding, so I'm very particular about it. Because I think a lot of the calls that they don't call are so unsafe. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, I think that that was a perfectly fine play. And I probably... It looked bad because he went in shoulder first. It kind of looked like it could have been his head. But he was, like we said, like I said, he was able to turn a little bit. Um, So, like, it looked worse than it was. And when they showed it in slow-mo, it was very clear that Morgan Riley did not even... It wasn't even, like, a forceful push. It wasn't a cross-check. It was just a bit of a push. You know? Like, it was very light Mm -hmm. um, for, you know, the NHL in general. Um, Immediately after point hits, Kucherov gets in there, absolutely tackles Morgan Riley to the ground. Just absolutely tackles him. So he gets that penalty. They are initially not calling a penalty on Morgan Riley, which is the right call. Um, Then, gosh, then what happened? Um, 
so many the events. Kucherov goes to, but no, Kucherov has that penalty. Um, oh yeah, yeah, no, Kucherov gets up after tackling Morgan Riley and fights Ryan O'Reilly. I think. I don't actually remember who fought Ryan O'Reilly. Somebody. It was also like off to the periphery. There was other things going on still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there was a lot happening. There was once. a lot happening. And then Stamkos grabs Austin Matthews, punches him three or four times as the ref is holding him. Like, the as the ref is holding Stamkos back. And Austin Matthews just goes, fuck, I guess I have to fight. Because, like, you're not going to take being sucker punched. No. Even though, like, you know that it's the right thing to do because your team's getting the penalty and you want to be on for the power play and stuff, like, you're just not going to take being sucker punched. No. Um, so he fights, and it wasn't really a fight. It was a few punches either side, and then they, you know, fell to the ground as they do. Um, but, you know, for Matthew's first, he thinks ever, fight. <laughs> he said that after the game. They're like, dude, do you ever do that and like, in junior and or in minor hockey, he was like, no. no. <laughs> I think that was my first one. <laughs> so funny. Love um, him. Yeah. Also, the first ever fight between in NHL history, in NHL history, between players who have scored 60 goals in a season. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like all right. What the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, so then. Morgan Riley is up and he gets I like Darren Radish goes in to punch him. So we each each team has three players in the box. I'm not entirely sure what Morgan Riley did to be in the box because the other thing is they say we're gonna give Morgan Riley a five minute boarding major, which allows them to review it. The rule has also changed recently, I think last year, that they can also just say there's no penalty on the play anymore, on that play anymore. It used to be if you call a major it's it, you can only decrease it to a minor um so they watch the review very quickly and say no penalty on the play and then morgan riley goes in the box and we're like what the hell is going on what's happening i just remembered i think morgan riley, did morgan riley fight on thursday too i remember him being kicked out like right at the end so there was chaos at the end of that game too and that's just like less fresh in my head i've I been think- having to like watch through twitter and other means um because i'll go into this rant later but because espn won't let me watch but lovely my my rant can be saved after the game recap um yeah so we have morgan riley in two minutes for roughing ryan o'reilly and austin matthews in five minutes for fighting actually i think o'reilly's was also just two minutes for roughing too i don't think it was a real fighting major and then you have radish two minutes for like he was offsetting with morgan riley i think um kutrov's in the two minutes we have a power play from that and then five minutes for fighting for stamkos i don't know something like that something (laughs) either way wild stuff either way the leafs have a power play and we're like, shit, the Leafs have a power play and three of our main power play guys are in the box. Awesome. Love it. And they don't have any of their pen- penalty killers in there, really, except maybe Darren Radish. I don't really know. 
Um, so we're like, great, awesome. And then the power play expires. They get their player on the ice. We have like nine minutes without a whistle. So both teams are playing down two or three of their best players. <laughs> and like, it's better for Tampa because they're up. But the Leafs who are trying to score are just like stuck with Austin Matthews, their best goal scorer in the box. Yep. Um, just, you know, chaos. The whistle finally goes. There's like very little time left. Um, Ryan, the Leafs pull the goalie and um, eventually Ryan O'Reilly ties it up. Awesome. Great. Then they go and play almost the entire overtime period. The Leafs are mostly pretty dominant. Um, Vasilevsky's making some pretty good saves. Samsonov has also made some pretty good saves on the other end. Actually, that's not true. The Leafs were not dominant. The Leafs were like, did not deserve to win that game at all. Um, Samsonov kept them in. Um, and then with 45 seconds left in overtime, Morgan Riley scores. <laughs> it's just like beautiful set play off a face-off. They have an offen- a face-off in the offensive zone, the left side. Ryan O'Reilly pulls it back. Morgan Riley just has a clear lane wrist shot. Perfect absolutely perfect um yeah I genuinely would have died if um I was very close to dying when I yelled <laughs> my mom and I were looking at our like Fitbit heart rate stats <laughs> and um my heart rate does jump both when Ryan O'Reilly scores the tying goal and when Morgan O'Reilly scores his goal <laughs> Um, but I honestly, for me, I was relatively calm during overtime. I was very surprised. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it. Except I just remembered some other things about the the Thursday game. Do you remember there was at one point? I don't remember what happened. It was definitely like Luke Shan was in the box for fighting, and Morgan Riley. I think this is when Morgan Riley gets kicked out for whatever he did. Because there wasn't much time left. But also, fucking, um, I don't remember who, did Luke Shen fight Corey Perry? Is that right? Corey Perry was in the box and someone else was in the box. Kucherov, maybe? Somebody. Either way, they're, the fans are, you know, like, chirping them. It didn't look like the fans, the fans weren't reaching over the box they weren't didn't look like they I mean they could have been verbally threatening them but like you're a hockey player with literally knives on strapped to your feet and a stick in your hands and a helmet on your head and these are just some dudes sitting in the stands so security's down there and they're it's like taking forever because they're like yelling back at each other um and whoever was in the box I think it was Kucherov is like trying to poke he goes to poke the fans or hit the fans with his stick. And Corey Perry is the voice of reason here and is like, nah, man, it's not worth it. Like, <laughs> pulling his stick down. Like, what the fuck? Uh, anyway, there was also... I don't entirely understand what happened. So Luke Chen was in the box for fighting Corey Perry. And then while that fiasco went on, he, like, came out of the box for some reason. I think it's because they were really close to their five minutes being up. Um, so he came out 
of the box so I guess he thought it was done and then the play has fully restarted and you see him he just comes along the bottom of the screen to and gets himself back in the penalty box like none of the referees or linesmen notice that he's gone he's just like well you have to do the right thing because otherwise you'll probably get fined or some shit or another penalty but like (laughs) it's just chaos I do not understand what's going on no no at all um I will say the game yesterday was better refereed until the overtime where in the overtime I was like oh that's a hook like there was one play like William Nylander is like bringing the puck to the net he like brings a puck in from the leaf zone and is like bringing it into the net and he just like loses the puck and it's very clear when they show the replay that he has a massive hook to the hands and I'm like Mm. he's not gonna just lose the puck like that that makes like you have to look at these things and call them (laughs) and there was like a really obvious trip behind the net too behind I think behind the leaf's net I was just like okay you're just not calling anything Mm -hmm. okay there was like lots of hooks though uh especially because they're like oh yeah we're cracking down on the hooks of the hands and then just don't anyway so one more game from tampa and then we're headed back to toronto and um like i said feeling very eh about it eh question mark yes exactly eh question mark um did you want to go on your rant and then we'll talk about the coach's comments yeah so espn bestie boo i've had this rant multiple times but like so i went first first game first game of the playoff series i was like hell yeah ready for this let's go i go to turn on espn They're not like the game's playing, but the only way to watch it is if you sign in to your cable provider. And I'm like, well, I don't have cable here. Like I we do, it's just not hooked up, but like I don't have a cable sign in. My parents got rid of cable because they don't watch it. I don't like they've I don't know um so I don't have a cable sign but what am I paying like ten dollars a month to ESPN plus for if I watch playoff hockey and it's not like it's blacked out because they're uh, it's a New York team absolutely not they're from fucking Tampa Bay and Toronto Ontario like yeah it doesn't make sense when I can't watch this game I can't watch any NHL any NHL playoffs I am paying $10 a month to watch nothing the only thing on ESPN I can watch right now is like college baseball and this random these like thing that pisses me off is up until I want to say January ESPN was like barely showing any games like you could not watch the games like it they just weren't like they were not existent on ESPN's like app and stuff um until literally like at one point I'm pretty sure like Gary Bettman was like yeah we're like I like it came to my attention like I'm we're gonna try to fix that like don't really know what's going on and then so for like the last um 
like eight weeks, eight, 10 weeks has been the only like NHL that I could watch if it's not on an illegal stream. On the flip side of that also. So once I like figured that I couldn't watch it, any playoff hockey on ESPN, I was like, okay, whatever. Like I'll just pull up an illegal stream, like do it all the time. Mm-hmm. The illegal streams aren't even showing. Yeah. It, you have to pay to be like a member of these illegal streams to watch the goddamn Leafs. And I understand because like that, let's be real here, it's going to be one of the most watched um, matchups. Yeah. But like, let me watch the goddamn Leafs. Why am I paying $10 a month? Why are you streaming something illegal if you're not giving everybody access to it? Yeah, that's, I just want to watch that's so fucked up. Oh my god. I think you just keep tweeting at them or like like yeah. pull an old person thing and like go on their Facebook and be like, you're you fucking suck. I just want to watch some hockey and you won't let me watch any hockey unless I sign in with my cable provider and I don't have a cable provider because I'm paying you to be able to use your service. Yes. And again, it's not like I'm blacked out. I don't live anywhere near these two teams yeah like it's not the tv market at all it is simply that i don't know what espn is doing but like if i am paying for your service i should be well within like my quote-unquote rights i guess as a customer to watch pretty much whatever i want i understand like if it's the devils and rangers like that's msg like yeah. they pay to like provide this area whatever like understand like blackouts for them but i'm not watching someone who's in like the tv market of my area mm-hmm. i'm paying for this service why can i only watch it if i have cable like that's just ridiculous to me personally that is ridiculous i it genuinely sounds like espn's just fucked up because there's Mm -hmm. no logical reason why it should be that way who like so many people don't pay for cable yeah like if i did i wouldn't be paying for espn plus i could just watch the shit exactly yeah insane (laughs) oh all right time to switch links already oh my goodness (laughs) all right so um we had some pretty iconic quotes from the coaches post game yesterday and then in response to each other. So Sheldon Keefe goes, um, I'm going to read you the full quote and then I'm going to read you how I read the quote in my head. Um, the fight itself, that's a classic example of a veteran championship team like Tampa Bay manipulating the officials and taking advantage of a situation, right? I mean, they know we're that we're basically already going on a power play because of the Kucherov situation. So it's a free for all. They can do whatever they want, and they just know the, that the way the game is, games get called, they're not going to get another penalty. Do you know how hard it is to keep to read like what the coaches or players say? Because your brain wants you to say normal things, and they just don't say it properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's still more. Anyway, I mean, you watch that sequence back, sequence back and say that we shouldn't get a five on three. The officials literally holding Steven Samkos with one arm and his other hand with no glove on is punching Austin Matthews not the linesman the referee who calls the penalty was holding Stamkos while this was happening credit to Tampa for recognizing the situation it's a free pass to do what you want 
Not only do they get out of it unscathed, but they take Matthews and O'Reilly with them to the box. Brilliant play by the Lightning there. Um, Keith was clearly pissed. Surprisingly, no fine. <laughs> I'm um, shocked. Genuinely shocked because he is saying the refs are bad, but he's also like, credit to Tampa for realizing the refs are bad. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what that was. Um, so I read it in my head more like, like, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. I'll try. Um, the fight itself, like, that's like a classic example of a veteran championship team like Tampa Bay manipulating the officials and taking advantage of a situation, right? Like, come on. <laughs> like, that is fully how I read that entire thing was just like, like a mean girl. <laughs> Some keep just out here gossiping for real. Yeah. Um, this is honestly how all of it reads. And then John Cooper goes, manipulating the referees? I'm not sure what that means. Like, fully. Sir. <laughs> what? Response is just as bad. <laughs> oh my god. So funny. Oh my goodness. Absolutely hilarious. Um and then Cooper goes and says that he thought he he knows Morgan Riley and his family well and he's a super duper human. Super, super, super. I don't even remember. Either way. Um and it was just a, a reckless incident. My dude, you put yourself in a compromising, you, as in Braden Point, put yourself in a compromising position. Mm-hmm. And then, pro- I, and the other thing is, I'm not sure he wouldn't have fallen by himself. Like, you did this to yourself, my dude. Anyway, the coaches were very funny. Um yeah (laughs) just the classic example of tampa bay manipulating the referees (laughs) hilarious yeah um what else happened okay sam lafferty i forgot about this like i don't even remember what happened but he ended up like cross-checking guy in the face so he got fined for that also a penalty but it the fine makes sense it was stupid a fine amount maybe that gave me a good giggle. Oh, you know, we love the maximum allowable by the CBA 3,982.7 or whatever it is. Like, it was personally the 11 cents. There per- you go. Like, I couldn't oh, remember what it was. He's <laughs> 11 never cents. going to recover from this. Ele- yes. Like, why? Just make it a whole dollar. Make it an even amount. Like, increments of five here. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't 20? understand. Like, what are you make increments of 100 Go mm-hmm. in. like please what do you need to add in eight dollars and 11 cents for what is that doing what is that getting you yeah exactly a cookie please <laughs> um and then the other thing with that game was that at some point kyle dupas has an argument with some fans did you see these videos he's yes. like yelling at the fans I can't tell who he's talking to. Someone said he's actually talking to the Leafs fans, which genuinely makes more sense. Mm-hmm. That does seem... It's also so valid. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, would yell at Leafs fans like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's lots of Leafs fans I would yell at. Mm. Lots of them. 
Um, but yeah, he's just like losing his mind. And someone tells him to go back to fucking Canada. Um, all right, we'll take half your team with us. Yeah. Half your team is Canadian. Like what? There's literally like eleven players on Tampa who are Canadian. Uh, lol. I love that. Like, go back to Canada. All right. Like, what are you team with me? They're mine now. This like a. And also, half your half your players aren't even American. Yeah. Not like. <laughs> yeah, most, they don't have very many more Americans. Than, like it, no, because. Not, I don't want to say most, but like a lot of them are Russian or something of the sort. Yeah, store. yeah. There's like, a lot of Canadians, and then like there's a fair number of Russians and other Europeans mm-hmm. on that team. There's like probably two at most Americans. I'm looking this up now. I need to know. I was going to say Americans I want to look at this roster. Um, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of who could be American, and all I got in my head is Brandon Hagel, and I don't even know if he's he could be Canadian. Canadian um all right end of list (laughs) in my head at least Mm, I kind of forgot how to spell lightning there for a second that's fair I literally just gave me their birthplace I really don't give a fuck okay okay um who's this person Ross Colton who is that he's like a Third, fourth liner. Essimont? Don't know who that is. He's American. Uh, same thing, I think. Maybe, yeah, same thing. And Pat Maroon. And Pat Maroon. Those are it. your three Americans. Only oh, one of them look actually at the defenseman. You didn't oh. look at the defenseman. Zach Bogosian. I did not think... Okay, I, Zach Bogosian's American? I thought he was from Ontario. Me too. All right. That's a lie. Okay. Ian Cole... Perbix. And, and Perbix. Yes. Whoever that is. All right. That's so unspecific, Darren Radish. They're so fucking liars. Anyway. I'm um, sorry. Six Americans. Was that yeah. right? Yeah. You're six Americans. Yeah. Like, you can do so much with six players. So much. <laughs> you don't even have a goalie. <laughs> Oh, embarrassing take. That's like some. That's really something to say. Yeah, like come on, man. Um, six players that'd be staying here. The fuck. Yeah, I have additional beef with Darren Radish. Okay, so they keep saying he's from Caledon. He is not. He is from where I am from. We used to be backyard neighbors. Um, I'm like him and Taylor went to the same school as me. Uh, but like they say they always say this one says he's from Toronto also wrong and it says he's from Caledon but they literally only moved to Caledon because our local rep association wouldn't release them so that they could play in the GTHL like their parents fully moved for that reason only they were like these kids are making it to the NHL one way or another yeah literally I genuinely still don't understand how Darren's there at all, but it's fine. <laughs> it's just a shock. <laughs> all right. I think, am I done talking about the Leafs? I am not. Well, the Leafs, yes. Marlies, no. <laughs> they will be playing the Marlies. We'll be playing the Utica Comets. Comets? 
Mm-hmm. I said that and it sounds so wrong. I don't know why. Um, it's right though, but it sounds so wrong. It was playing the Utica Comets because Utica beat Laval. They swept them. It was a three-game series. They won the first two games. Um, the series starts on Thursday. My dad's lame and doesn't want to go see them on Thursday. And then my brother's home and he's like, well, we can't drag him to a hockey game because he doesn't want to go. So anyway, I will not be seeing this playoff round is the point of this long story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, start Thursday and then Saturday and then two games in Utica if required to one at least. And then one more on the following Saturday saturday sunday if required in toronto game five um also marley's the leafs have assigned ronnie hervinen from his uh swedish liga is swedish Mm -hmm. okay swedish swedish league team so he's coming He's a forward, which is good because they got eight million defensemen and <laughs> not very many forwards. Also, okay, can we? Did you see the the leaf swag jackets? We'll, yeah. we'll circle back to Michael Bunting in a bit. Um, okay, well, that's the only reason I saw it. Thank you, yeah. TikTok, for bringing that to my attention. Um, they not were fine. Okay. It was just like felt like it was really kind of random. Drew. The Drew really got me. Yeah, it also felt like it was really kind of random. Like, why is Nick Robertson girl Robertson's girlfriend there? Like, wh- is Nick Robertson here? I don't know. I don't know. And same with Connor Timmins. <laughs> like, if anything, they should have just let Connor, T- Connor Timmins go play in the AHL. They just line anyone in here these days. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to every wag. <laughs> I did could never be me. Um, happy for you. Get that back, sis. Mm-hmm. Um, but did... okay. Before we get to Michael Bunting, Austin Matthews actually having someone I he know. let have a Wags jacket. He's grown up. He's all grown up. I can't believe it. So proud of him. Also, Leafs Wags. I think there's like five whole brunettes. That's must be a record. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but it sure feels like it. Five whole brunettes. That's crazy. That's honestly a record. That's literally, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, that can't be right. No NHL team has five brunette wags. They're all blonde. I don't know. It's like a change of the times. That's crazy. They have more than one set of jackets. Anyway. Um, I think every single team has at minimum three jackets. Um, okay, no, at minimum two jackets. I think they have home jackets and away jackets. But for mo- the most part, I have seen a bunch of people like raiding um, NHL WAG jackets. And I feel like most of the teams have, like most of the WAGs have three separate jackets. And I'm just like, who? Like, that's that's doing too much. Throwback to when y'all used to just make jean fucking jackets. Yeah, why does everyone have leather jackets now? What's with that? 
was from Jean Jackets. Have puffer. Like, okay, granted, it is cold. Like, get it. But like, bring back the goddamn Jean Jackets. Yeah. Those are the good old, good old times. They are. Um. Yeah. Michael Bunting has a girlfriend. Michael Bunting doesn't have a girlfriend. Supposedly, Michael Bunting has a fiance. You want to know who agreed to marry this man? Yeah. <laughs> I love you, whoever this girl is. She she is the strongest <laughs> soldier <laughs> out there. <laughs> like, oh sis, um, I'm praying for your life. It's gonna be a long one with that yep. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who like Michael Bunting is getting married? Oh my god. You gotta be a certain type of energy to keep up with that man. I oh my. Oh my. That's literally that's my exact reaction. Oh my. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's just I feel like I was like um scrolling through the comments of the TikTok of the person being oh like these are the least swag jacket. The first thing that I clocked was the 58 and I was like no way and then I opened the comments the first thing that I see sorry all I can focus is on all I can focus on is that Michael Bunting has a girlfriend and then someone comment below Beyonce and I was like what and then like I I was just like in denial but not in denial in a way that like a 12 year old be like oh my god no like I'm gonna marry him like absolutely not like that is the most I just can't believe how did that man pull anyone I love you Mike B I love you so much bud but like other than the fact that you are a professional athlete what are you bringing to the table other other than being yourself that is the biggest question about this man is what are you bringing to the table other than the facts? <laughs> like, I think that I, I say if Michael Bunting and I were ever in rooms together, most annoying people in there. But like, truly, on like a just for real level, how does Michael Bunting have not only a girlfriend, but a supposed fiance? a great question and honestly I won't believe it until I see wedding pictures yeah so. you gotta give me the wedding pictures and like you know Mitch going crazy at his wedding I need to see yeah. it yeah Justin Hall vlogging the whole thing I yeah, will give me the Justin Hall vlog yeah, I'll <laughs> give it until like June or July and then I'll believe it I believe he has a girlfriend. Obviously, there's someone there wearing his jacket. But fiance, I'll give it until like, if if they were not engaged this year, like if they've been engaged for a while, I'll give it June June to July this year to like. Is June or July next year? Is Matt is Marner getting married this year? Oh, maybe. Yes. Yeah. When the fuck did they get engaged? 
I think so. I think it was, hold on, wait, I had, what a date on it? I just, like, assume I give everyone, like, a year to get married, <laughs> and then I'm just, like, it's fake. It, I think it was going to be longer for them. I can't remember. I think it's this year, though. I think so. I'm going to go stalk Mitch Marner's Instagram. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I... Michael Bunting. Okay, you know what? From right now, I will give Michael Bunting a year to just randomly post a picture of his wedding. And then I will believe it. How old is Michael Bunting? Michael Bunting's older than I think he is. Michael Bunting gives me like 22-year-old energy. Thank you. Pretty sure this man's like 26, 28. I think he's 26 or 27. I just can't believe it. Happy for you, Um, I think. Why can't I find... I know he has pictures. Where are they? Why are they? Why are half his photos just pictures with former teammates? Mitch, are you okay? No. Everyone leaves him. He imprints on people and then they leave. Yeah. Well, that's going to be part of it, right? Is remember who got traded at Connor Brown's wedding? Someone got traded at Connor Brown's wedding. Or Connor Brown got traded at someone's wedding. Zach Hyman's wedding. Did Connor Brown get traded at Zach Hyman's wedding? It might have been. Oh, that was too long ago. Anyway, but um, it does feel like Mitch Marner. No, seriously, why is there nothing on his Instagram? Mitch Marner is going to try to invite, try to invite the entire NHL, and Steph's just going to be like, "No, we can't do that. You don't need everyone here." Not that many people like you, first of all. Just kidding, Mitch. I think everyone likes you. Um, not the entire NHL, though. I feel like I would love to just have, like, I would love to be a fly on the wall for their wedding planning process. Yeah. Oh, okay, hold on. 2021, I think. Yes. It took literally his bring on 2022 Happy New Year post to find it. <laughs> he got engaged in 2021. So um, because it's not because I wasn't scrolling back far enough. It's just because he, I don't think the photos are on here. Anyway, 2021 is your answer. I don't oh, I think know it's why. this year. Oh, they got engaged last year. That is so crazy. Time flies. Um it sure does. That's gonna be the littest wedding. Legit. I'm gonna be, you know, like stalking several people's Instagrams. Like I need to see, like, have I just projected too much? Are him and Laura actually besties? I don't know. I know they're friends. <laughs> but are they like invite you to my wedding friends? That's the question. I think they are. Because remember when he was doing all those streams, he um, he like talked to Laura during one of his like Marner assist streams in during the pandemic. Like, uh, but also you're not special. So did we. Just saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I think we will see a picture at Mitch's wedding. That's my, that's where I was taking that thought process. Oh, like a picture where you can see everything? Picture Maybe. of who? Michael Bunting? Michael Bunting. I think we'll at least... I need a yeah. Michael Bunting girlfriend hand on the chest, left hand, showing off a ring picture before I believe it. Yeah. Exactly. And even then, I think I still might just be in denial. <laughs> I can't... Yeah. It's just... It is I want to take in. It is very shocking. It doesn't seem like Michael Bunting. <laughs> we figure out how old he is. I think he's 26. No, 27. I don't know. I'm just shouting out random, random numbers. Good call. Good call. I'm trying to remember if he was a 97 or Wait. Uh, 96. When's his birthday? What's his, Ooh, what's his 95, September 95. He turned 28 this year. He's like a reasonable age to get married. It just doesn't feel right. Because he's, um, you know, Michael Bunsen. Yeah. I have no other words. He's just, he's him. Hmm? Yeah. Honestly, congrats to him on bagging anybody who wants to put up with him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, Austin Matthews just wants to, like, throw him off a cliff sometimes mm-hmm. John, John Tavares I'm sure has fantasized many ways of oh, shutting sure. Michael Buttig up <laughs> you can love you Mikey B <laughs> besties I want to invite Mikey B's wedding I'm going there as a reporter to a reporter I don't think he'd like that <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> I don't think he'd like that it'd be undercover undercover yeah you gotta find someone who would be invited and you're like just sneak in as their date i'm like oh my god you need a date for the wedding <laughs> but the only person i'm reporting to is you so <laughs> i live tweet the wedding <laughs> <laughs> hey so right now <laughs> <laughs> after it's official i'm like so i guess it seems that michael bunting is in fact getting married they're signing the papers right now. Here's like a blurry photo of it. Truly great contact. It'd, it'd pop off, not gonna lie to you. Oh yeah, it would be such good content. <laughs> I actually, I think we need that to happen. I think, you know, somebody should allow Alex, one of the hockey players should allow Alex at their wedding so she can live tweet it. <laughs> I feel like it has to be like a wedding Mitch Marner is at because he this man seems to just go a little bit insane. Mm-hmm. He really loves weddings. Um, I need to like, yeah, I need to cop the invite. Yeah, you gotta um, William Leander. He is single. I'm for the jackets. I'm, if we I'm take the jackets as gospel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I do. I don't know about y'all. Wag jackets are my personal religion. So <laughs> that is my truth right there. You won't find a single lie 
in those white jackets. <laughs> the wag shoes, please. If she doesn't have a jacket, check the shoes. If the shoes have a number on it, she's a wag, but she doesn't want to be loud about it. Mm. <laughs> you got to think about these things. <laughs> Anyways, um, hey, Willie. You should just slide into his DMs. <laughs> hey, even better. I'll slide into Alex's and be like. Do, is Alex invited to the wedding is the question. Well, no, but I'll that's, just use that's who Willie's bringing. Wait, that's who Willie's bringing. Oh, oh, well, he's not he bringing a date. He's bringing his brother. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Sorry to throw you off, but that is what it's going to be. <laughs> who else? Let me into um, your inner circle. God damn. Yeah. I didn't like overanalyze to see like who was there and who's missing, but also like you look at the photo and like we know someone glaringly obvious in Tessa Virtue is missing uh-huh um to be so. honest with you I don't think that I saw the only picture that I saw of the wag jackets was Michael Bunting's girlfriend and then somebody commenting that someone was wearing an Austin Matthews one and that's it yeah so. um haven't seen any group pictures oh there are group pictures I'll try and find the tweets again I think I can remember who tweeted about it because I don't think I retweeted them but the comment was literally focused on Austin Matthews honestly it honestly just as shocking really like and it's not not even but okay Michael Bunting shocked that like he can find someone Austin Matthews, not as shocking because, like, he's making the money money. So you're like, "Mm, he's Austin Matthews, gonna jump on that. It's like kind of a don't really care thing. My shock is not with the girl. My shock is with Austin. Yes. Yes. That is very, very true. Because, you know, Austin Matthews, to me, I could be projecting on him. That's not a man who takes you wear his last name on your back lightly no and well that's I think we knew that because that's gonna be some serious shit remember he was dating what was her name the girl in Arizona I can't think of it right now but he was dating her and like not dating her and like off and on for a little while like right at the very beginning Mm, like 2018 or so no um maybe even 2019 anyway like yeah like he didn't let her wear anything (laughs) I'm not even sure she was like allowed to come to Toronto (laughs) which you know says a lot as well man's got rules I, you want to know how I found it? Okay, so first of all, I did know Liz had tweeted about it, but more importantly, I found it because Liz has, had quote tweeted a tweet that said, um, that was from this, clearly this person said, I honestly thought he was gay, but she's hot too. I mean, those ladies almost all look the same, lol. <laughs> what? Also, I should have known that Liz would have been on Liz's Twitter. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so that's just that bit. See if I can find the rest. That's just like the crop of her. She looks like um never, never mind. No, it's not okay, it's not mean. Um she is it mean? I actually don't give a fuck. She looks like um like a kind of knockoff Kylie Jenner. A little bit, yeah. So sorry to this girl. But that was like the first thing that I thought. I really thought it was like Kylie. But Jenner. it's also literally from like one photo. So. Yeah. <laughs> so like and it's like a zoomed in photo. Yeah, yeah. In a group picture. You know, group pictures, I ain't nobody's best photos. So so sorry for um that girl yes okay I guess I'm not judging (laughs) no absolutely not get your bag um I guess we should talk about things that aren't the leaves I guess we'll see if I find I can find the group photo of the legs um Oh, it's in the comments of that. Yeah, I just scrolled down and found it. Yeah. Wow. There Seriously, are... five whole brunettes. That's crazy. Maybe even six. I can't tell if this woman is... I guess she's not as blonde as all the others, so she might also count. So there might be six brunettes, because we're obviously counting Tess Virtue, too. The baby... The grumpy child who does not look happy to be here. I need you all to stand up. Yeah, I need to see all your numbers. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like I know who some of them are. Who you can't. Mikey bees. <gasps> it is a fiance. You can see her ring on her finger in this. Profile. Oh gosh, yeah, you can. Michael. Well, he probably knew. He's like, I'm annoying as fuck. I gotta <laughs> close that down right away. <laughs> as soon as it feels appropriate. <laughs> All right. There's Mikey B. Personally, if I'm just saying, if I was um in this group of gals, I would be over here hanging with Mikey B's girl and I and somebody else's. Who is that? Kerfoot's? No, Kerfoot's. Kerfoot's. Um, I just see the five. That's all I see. I think it might be Giordano. Anyone else send in a five? Samsonov? No, he's got a little tiny baby. She, that wouldn't be her. Yeah, no. Like, Anyways, like a week and a half old baby. I'm, I'm vibing with them in the wine and the glasses. That's me. Yeah. Me too. NHL playoffs, if you're a significant other, drunk. That is an excuse to be a 10. On a scale of 1 to 10, how drunk do you get off watching? (laughs) On a scale of 1 to 10, how drunk can you get while watching your significant other play playoff hockey? Easily a 10. 
you're allowed to not remember it exactly it's fine honestly outfits are slaying yeah i love I um mccabe's like... girl shoes those are cute yeah. Anyways, need you all to stand up. I need to see all the numbers. Um, yeah, like, you. there's a couple people who I'm like, I would like to know. Uh, mostly the brunettes. Which is <laughs> yeah. stupid. To be fair. Okay, so I know um, the Asian girl is Kerfoot's fiance. Because mm. E1 actually posts her on his Instagram. And two, I think they've been together for like a long, long time. Um, like maybe not high school, but I think they've known each other since high school, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna assume the girl in the front with the extremely like long brown hair. She looks Russian, so I'm gonna assume she's like uh, somebody. Yeah, maybe. This does not look like a person who had a baby two weeks ago. <laughs> Part of it. Are there any other Russians? Yes. No? That was really confident. Honestly, now that I'm thinking of it, I think knows the right answer. I think like he's the one and only. Okay, there are several people who are saying that Austin Matthews is gay. Like, there's like three different people who look like, like, um, like regular old hockey counts, not like our hockey counts and adjacent hockey mm-hmm. counts. And I'm like a little concerned. Why are y'all thinking so much about this? <laughs> That's and the why other are, thing. Why are what you think about Austin Matthews? Come <laughs> on, there are way more. Why are you thinking about? He doesn't even of... have any super deeply homoerotic friendships. Come mm. on, other than Mitch Marner, but like I think just that's just who Mitch Marner is. I think all his friendships are just like that. Yeah, every single one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's on him. Yeah, this is that one's Mitch's fault. <laughs> anyway, yeah, like you guys need to get better at figuring out. Um, yeah, you need to get better. Everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. not that we should be speculating on people's sexuality, but uh, however, if you're gonna think someone's gay, at least pick someone reasonable. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> this is what middle-aged straight people get. Anyway. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, we spent an hour talking about the leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, we'll just do we care about the other playoff series? I guess. Fine. We'll talk about them briefly. <laughs> okay, so other other teams <laughs> did other things happen I don't know I'm not really paying attention to other teams um the devils had a really sick like playoff hype video that one narrated by Ethan Hawk. good get yeah I don't know like what is this man doing like why why is he one narrating a devil's video and two also having like a whole ass poem 
on Fall Out Boy's album, latest album. Like, what's with that? <laughs> what's with that? <laughs> He's just vibing, I guess. I guess. You reached that point of famous. You're like, I've peaked. Good. <laughs> I can do what I want now. And what I want to do is a poem on Fall Out Boy's album and narrate a devil's video. <laughs> It's pretty intense though. Like it's really good. Um uh, what else happened? Okay. Do I remember who's playing who? Let's see. Um, Devils and Rangers, they're the same, they're the, the same group as the Leafs, group as in day as the Leafs and Tampa. <laughs> um, I believe the Rangers are up 2-1 in the series that's not very helpful there it is okay sports <laughs> is so helpful i'm like looking at it and it's like the score of the game is 2-1 and i'm looking and it's like devils second in the metro rangers third in the metro i'm like yes i don't care about the regular season anymore i just want to know like why are y'all putting the western conference first like i yeah, that was the other thing. Like yesterday was really weird for whatever reason. Vegas and Winnipeg played at like three p.m. local time. Oh. It was very weird. Like my friend and I went out for like a late lunch, early dinner at like four o'clock, and I'm like looking at the TV screen in the bar where, and then I'm like, "Is that a? Is that live?" I know. Like, <laughs> well, was. that's what I literally had the same thought because we went out yesterday and we had dinner at like. Seven. So we sat down right. Six thirty-seven. So we sat down like kind of like a few minutes before overtime started. And when I first like walked in, the bar was playing um the game on both screens. And so I kind of like walked in, like I noted it, but I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, that must be last night's game because not everyone on the East Coast is going to stay up until ten p.m. to watch the games. Yeah. So I sat down. And then I turned back around at one point and I was like, overtime. And at some point, like Elliot Friedman had said something and it came through my phone. I was like, oh my God, this is live. Yeah. Oh, it's very and then the weird. TV was like, oh, like um, Leafs and Lightning will be on after overtime. Like once oh. overtime, like, and then the Leafs and Lightning game will take over this. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? yeah confused well I mean if you had to pick a time to go into double overtime where your fans will stay up and watch it and other people will be awake to watch it a 3 p.m start is a good time <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's Vegas and the Jets the Jets no the Vegas is up 2-1 on the series as well and then you also have Colorado and Seattle Colorado is up 2-1 in the series as well. And then right now, playing literally right now, we have Dallas and Minnesota. Right now, Dallas is up 3-1 in the game, down 2-1 in the series. Um, the Bruins are up 3-1 in the series against the Panthers. Um, Carolina is up 3-1 against the Islanders, and then coming up, LA is up 2-1 on the Oilers. 
Um, okay, so what else dramatic happened? Um, oh, there was also another double overtime. Literally the first game, one of the first games of this series. I was in bed for this. That's why I didn't remember. <laughs> um, the Wild and the Stars went into double overtime the first game. So that game probably started at like 8 or 9 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> so no way people are staying up for that one. Um. Yeah, that happened. Oh my god, the well, craziest thing happened. So there was kind of like a scrum in the Vegas Jets game. I think this was the third game. This or the second game. Um, and there's like a scrum in front of the net. There's a bunch of people in there. Morgan Barron falls down and then gets shoved. His face gets shoved into the goalie's skate, which like. So many things can go wrong with that. Um, obviously, you first think like eyeballs, mm. which are very important. Thankfully, it like missed. There's a reason why we're, our faces are shaped the way they're faced and like the eyeballs are inset. Yeah. But it was like near his eyebrow and like the side of his face. And he had to get 75 stitches and then came back out. Like a, a period later, he got his stitches. He gets a cage on his helmet and goes back out there. Insane, absolutely insane. Um, the refs also. Let me see if I can find the thread. I believe it was Rachel Dory was keeping this thread, um, about like just some bad calls <laughs> from the refs in the playoffs, um. Yeah, she is calling it egregious missed penalty threat. <laughs> um, so, um, okay, so there was, this is the first, literally the first game between the Wild and the Stars. So this is the day before the Leafs game where things are being called stupidly. The first Leafs game where things are being called stupidly. I love that I have to specify. Anyway, there is a wicked cross check to the ribs of Kaprizov and no penalty on the play called it's the puck is nowhere nearby it's at minimum interference um but it's like a wicked cross check to the ribs and that's a dangerous spot to get cross checked because obviously ribs break relatively easy and you don't have a ton of padding there um uh and that's not called um, so they call that, and then the next day they call, like, the literally the weakest cro- cross-check in front of the net on Luke Shen, like, you know, how they always do the cross-checks in front of the net. I hate that, by the way. I mm. do hate that. Um, but, like, Luke Shen just gives, like, a bit of a shove, and he gets a cross-checking penalty, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Compared to, like, what we saw here, where, like, you could have broken Kaprizov's rib? <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. And then... There's a play with the Florida and Boston where there's like an interference and then like a headshot and then like, I don't know, there is like so much wrestling going on in this entire thing and they don't call any of it. There's like at least four separate penalties in this 30 second clip that I'm seeing. <laughs> Crazy. Um, Yeah. And then there was a slash to the wrists of 
Teravinen. Um, and he broke his wrist. That's insane. Sorry, broke his hand, not his wrist. His hand. So he can't play for the rest of the series, at least. Maybe more. That was and the, it wasn't even called as a slash. Like how? Exactly. Like if you're breaking someone's hand, like how is that not being called? Exactly. You can like as soon as someone's face is bleeding, you're like, oh no, they have to go to the box. Look at look at this drop of blood. Yeah. But, like, yo, they just literally broke my hand. And like you can kind of literally break your hand. You can like kind of tell. Like you can't really like yeah. move your hand. Especially because you know? a couple years ago they were like we're cutting down on cross checks to, or on slashes to the hand. If we see them, we're calling them, even if it's just a tap. Where's that energy now? Mm-hmm. You Where would. is that energy now? That's insane. I can't. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then one where it literally affects the outcome of the game. Um, so Martinuk on Carolina literally basically like bitch slaps this um islanders player as like the puck is not near them he just like is so reckless with his stick that he flings his stick backwards and or like around to get it back to where he wants it bitch slaps mayfield in the face like you see his face move and we're seeing the exact same angle as the ref (laughs) and they don't call it and 10 seconds later Carolina scores to win the the game in overtime. Ridiculous. <laughs> and then there's a very similar hit to what Michael Bunting did um, by um, Boston on Florida. Very, very similar play. The puck's not nearby. The only difference is he's like really close to the boards, but it's still a hit to the head. They don't even look at it. They don't call it a penalty. They don't even look at it. There's no suspension on the thing, but it should be, if you're going by what you called Michael Bunting, it should be a penalty. Mm -hmm. And if not a three game suspension. Yeah. Um. And then, okay, so someone, one of the Carolina players got cross-checked or shoved or whatever into the Islanders bench. He gets up, sucker punches someone on the bench, and then gets out and goes back to his bench. Like, just an insane play. Um, There was a goal called where... The Panthers, like, shoved a puck in very clearly one after the whistle, which shouldn't be a goal, as we talked about continuation earlier, and, like, two and minimum goaltender interference, because, <laughs> like, there's, like, seven people on top of the goalie, too. Um, Yeah. And then there's another, there's um, a wicked, wicked two-handed slash like baseball swing slash on Connor McDavid and then like takes him out and rides him as McDavid's like falling into the board so his hip is all at McDavid's head and pushes his head into the boards too no call on that play even though like the two-handed slash is very obvious because it looks like a baseball swing Uh 
<laughs> yeah, like, how? I hate it. I hate it here. Yeah. Um, there was a really obvious trip on dry settle with like three minutes left in a three-two game. Um, the Oilers were up at that point, but they, but like it doesn't matter. And then, um, that game ends up tied, and they go into overtime. And in a very similar play, one of the LA Kings gets tripped, and they call that. Yeah, like the game could have gone very differently had the Oilers had a penalty mm-hmm. or had a power play <laughs> and scored mm-hmm. a goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, there's... <laughs> I don't even remember what game this was from, but she tweeted, there are about 77 instances of nonsense in the games tonight, and frankly, I am not clipping them all. <laughs> the interference, elbowing, and punching, punching were off the rails. <laughs> um, there... Um, was a play in the Leafs game where the guy has the puck and he's literally like holding off the defender like you know how you do in basketball you like stick your arms out Mm -hmm. literally doing that but like kind of wrapped around the person trying to get the puck off him like again that is a holding call yeah um I do not understand I'm gonna send this one to you because it's absolutely insane um I do not understand how Matthew Barzell got an embellishment penalty on this but he gets cross-checked into the boards and basically he just he go, he I think he hits his head first and he just does like falls gets up and like throws his hand because he's pissed off that that happened and I don't understand how he gets an embellishment call for that like that seems like a natural progression of events yeah like, like he got pushed he was going he's on his edges like literally stopping and he gets pushed where else is he gonna go up like <laughs> I don't understand how is he not supposed to fall it's exactly. a cross check to the fucking numbers like what oh my god like what oh my anyways yeah. So um that's just you know some highlights that were pointed out about bad officiating across the board. Um yeah, just absolutely insane. Refs across the board need to be better, but also she also tweeted like if the referees were mandated or told to referee a tight game they would this comes from up top and it's true it's so true there's no way like that they aren't told to let things more things go in the playoffs and like you would have Tara Vinen playing and you would have other people who you know like people aren't going to get away with the shit that they let them get away with Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, he had to get surgery for his broken hand. I. <laughs> that yeah. sucks. That bad. And it like it's. 
obviously like there's things whether I mean like whether it's a penalty or not people are going to do things like no matter what like your hand probably would have still been broken you probably still need to have surgery but the fact was there a fine or anything for that nope like the fact that the other guy just got off free for breaking your hand and taking you out of the playoffs like that frankly is ridiculous I think if you're taking some like causing someone bodily harm enough to take them out of they they need surgery you Mm -hmm. have if you are doing something that is breaking a bone and it's not just like a that was a clean hit they just fell funny um like if you are doing something that is clearly a penalty in any other instance um that is causing someone to break a bone require surgery whatever that should be grounds for suspension for the other person you just took another person out of the game so now you can be out of the game and like people are like oh like hockey's turning too soft like that's too soft da 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 but like no, you literally just like what if that was like man's last season, whatever. Like it could have been so much worse too. Like mm-hmm. there's other things that could have like it could have been worse than having a broken hand and needing surgery. But again, like you just took someone out of the playoffs because you did something that was clearly a penalty and now they're gone, can't play anymore, and you're still like you literally just walking, walking free. Exactly. I just don't think that's right. No, the NHL is so fucked. Like, it literally needs to be blown up and started again. Mm-hmm. All right. What else? Um. Uh, the Canucks signed the other Elias Patterson to a three-year entry-level contract. <laughs> oh. I forgot there was another Elias Patterson and I got yeah. a little confused. I, I had like, to think about that for a second. I was like, wait a second. Other Elias Patterson entry-level contract. Yeah. <laughs> I had to break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bruins, uh, Patrice Bergeron, I don't remember if he played in the first game, but he hasn't played in any of the rest of the games. They said he's likely for game five. I don't remember what it is, but also the Bruins are, were like sick during game one like there was yeah. like an illness going through the team they, the um I don't I don't know if it was the coach or if it was the GM that was like you just want to make it clear like they're not injured they're sick yeah <laughs> yeah exactly but I mean it doesn't appear to be a problem for them <laughs> um Josh Morrissey there was kind of a it wasn't like it wasn't malicious or anything it was kind of a knee on knee thing and it looked like it was very much like not a, a regular hit it just was an accidental knee on knee collision um but he hurt his knee and will have to he'll be done for the series for sure that's a big hit to the jets he's like their biggest back end uh producer um aaron ekblad also injured i don't know what happened to him they have someone else in for him. But more importantly, Paul Maurice decided that he needed to scratch Anthony Duclair to play their AHL captain. Like, okay, why? Could have done that. Not oh, damn it, Paul Maurice. Else? Why are you like this? Um, And then <laughs> I do not know what happened at the end of the 
Boston, Florida game today, but there was like a scrum and I believe Matthew Kachuk, what started it was probably Matthew Kachuk ended up in and or near the goalie. You know how it is. Um, And he like wriggles out of this. Oh, no, no, no. He, the goalie gets up and shoves him. He gets like two Bruins are on him, uh, like over top of him. And he just like sneaks out from underneath this pile and tries to fight Linus Olmark. And Olmark tries to fight him back. He's not like one-sided, but the refs break it up very quickly. Anyway, Olmark did get a five for fighting major. (laughs) So they had to put in their backup goalie. (laughs) I love it. There were only three minutes left in the game. I think that's, I think that's why. I don't know. I think you should make the goalie sit in the box. Like, for if you, as the goalie, got a major penalty, you have to sit in the box and feel shame. Huh. You know? And then you can, like, because you come out when the whistle blows, right? After the five minutes. So he, he just comes back out and goes back into the net. You know? Mm-hmm. I think that's how it should work. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. Did... You see, I'm trying to find the quote now. Did you see what Brad Marchand said about, um, like, whatever the fuck happened with Panthers and Boston, where they were sitting on the bench, like, screaming at each other? No. And, like, the mics were just picking it all up. Um Where did I want to know what Brad Marchand said? <laughs> it was actually, did I like the tweet? I feel like I definitely didn't. Um, oh no, who was it? Oh no, oh no, it's gone. Oh man. Oh well. I definitely didn't like the tweet either. But, oh, okay. So, he, Brad Marchand was asked about, Matthew Kachuk's previous comments crossing the line and he's he goes I think the NHL and the media outlets have crossed the line to allow those mics called it very disrespectful to the NHL NHLPA agreement wouldn't say if Kachuk crossed it and um seems suspicious to me what are you saying Bradley (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, do you like, are you just not liking the mics? Because you're like, ah, gotta hold myself back. Can't see them too bad or else I'm gonna. Yeah, like, like, what are you saying, Bradley? Are we saying slurs? Hmm. Like, we don't really care if you're swearing and yelling at each other. It's the slurs that are a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, talk your shit. Exactly. You're grown men. Talk your damn shit, but hmm, yeah, that's a little suspicious to be honest. Yep. Um. All right, that's all I feel about. Feel like talking about for men's hockey. You got anything else? Uh, no, no thoughts. All right, let's do quick women's hockey updates. One is we somehow don't have the PWHPA league news yet which I think is surprising but also oh who was it um I can't remember who it was someone at the victory press I believe said that the reason why we don't have any news is because they're still working on their CBA agreement um 
so we won't have anything until then, which is good. <laughs> I would rather they have their agreement in place than me know what cities they're playing in. Mm-hmm. However, there were some rumors that are not confirmed yet, and they haven't announced anything yet. Um, but Dan Rice heard twice yet twice a couple days ago that the cities will likely end up being Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, DC, Montreal, Toronto, and London, Ontario. So, yeah, um, I think it makes sense because it sounded like they weren't going to try what previously happened with the CWHL and the NWHL having teams in the same cities like that wasn't working especially in the states like it's probably fine in Canada especially because I've talked about this before the Montreal fan base is ridiculously loyal and like so loyal to the players that like I don't think there was a big overlap between the number the people watching the force this year as the people who were watching like and following the PWHPA as much this year um there's probably a little bit of overlap with Anthony Bitte playing and stuff but like not a ton um and then Toronto literally there was always two Toronto area based teams with um either Montreal or not Montreal Markham or Brampton and Toronto that makes sense to me and then um like location wise Pittsburgh Philadelphia DC very similar area, not a bad drive to Toronto. Um, Montreal's a little bit further, but Montreal's just like always a little bit further. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> um, and same with London. It's like going to Montreal, but the other way. Actually, it's way shorter. It's like an hour and a half drive from Toronto. Two hours, maybe. It's closer than I think it is. I always think it's so far, but it's not as far as I think it is. But it's, I think it's also good because they have a really big like junior hockey scene there. For the men's junior hockey, they have a really strong, um, like, minor girls hockey organization there as well. Um, and, I like, I think they might get some draw from, like, the rest of Southwestern Ontario, like, a little bit more from Sarnia. You might even get some pull from Detroit, um, like, if you're willing to cross the border there. And it just caters a little bit more to those people who are unwilling to like willing to do the drive but unwilling to drive to Toronto because that's literally me like I am so unwilling to drive to Toronto (laughs) that I literally always make my trip longer because I drive to take public transportation um from where I am but I'm so like I'm so willing to drive away from Toronto most of the time like someone's (laughs) like oh you want to drive like it's like an hour from for me to Toronto and I'm like, and someone's like, oh, you want to drive like an hour and a half north? I'm like, no problem. No problem. Mm. <laughs> sure. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> to Toronto, absolutely not. But I will drive west <laughs> or north or south. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see if um what what ends up happening with those and I'd imagine because they've talked about facilities wise I'd imagine they'll be partnering with the junior ranks in places like London um we'll see what happens in Montreal with the facilities there I do believe they have a couple ranks that they've used um and yeah so we'll see um Casey Bellamy unretired herself (laughs) and has signed with the Connecticut Whale for next year she's making $122,000 plus a signing bonus of $7,000 
which is really exciting. Um, I saw her at World. So she was like sitting in front of us and we could see people going up to her. And I was like, who is that? I'm like, the blonde. I was like the tall defenseman who recently retired, <laughs> like sitting there, like trying to get my brain to get her name. Um, I did not say hi. I like will not actually say hi to anybody I see in public. Like walked past Julie Chu, did not say anything. Same with I made I fully made eye contact with Billy, Vicky Sanahara, and I was like, nope, we're not doing this. <laughs> I just like gave her a bit of a nod. <laughs> um, yeah, and then um, Megan Bozak has announced her retirement from hockey. The phrasing in the ho- hockey USA announcement was so weird. It made it sound like she was just retiring from Team USA, but she's retiring from playing hockey. Um, she's been doing camps. I believe she's been coaching in Oakville, like their uh, A or double A team at the U18 level. So exciting to see what else there is from her. Uh, that's everything for this week. You can follow us on Twitter at ForBucksakePod, Instagram at ForBucksakePodcast, TikTok at ForBucksakePod, and Tumblr at ForBucksakePodcast. Bye. Bye.